Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest beat coming through, dropping knowledge on all of you. Get a leak at the front of you with the truth that they offer you. Yeah, hands up, we do it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keep it real and stay solid just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they're getting closer. Moreover, success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like boulders. I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll. Well, we'll be on a whole different vibe, though. We like to ride slow and keep a window tennis so you really can see us. Like Stevie Wonder waking up with his eyes closed. Yeah, got the kind of flow that rocked the boat. On my 16s and pounds of dope. And if you figure you can hang with me on the mic, the grass some rope. Matter of fact, better grab some hope while you at it. We keep it live, it's time to tune in. Turn up the sound on what you're using. It goes so hard, I think it's bruising. This show is 2020, no need to zoom in. Yeah. Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 Podcast LLC. Please say the LLC. And I got another special guest today. Ali Kazam is in the building today. Unicorn Bounty Hunters. What's up, bro? Man, UBH is on. Appreciate you for having me, big bro. Hey, no problem, brother. No problem, brother. Now, uh, I'm really glad to get this interview because I, I know our schedules hadn't been in alignment. But it seemed like this time we was able to get it going and working. And I definitely want to loop back around and, and get in touch with you. So thank you for taking time out your day to do this interview with me, man. Man, absolutely, man. I was really looking forward to it, bro. Hey, let's get it. Let's get it. So um, one of my first questions I like to introduce, you know what I'm saying, the, the person I'm interviewing. So Ali, if anybody was to ask what it is that you do and what is Unicorn Bounty Hunters, what would you tell them? What I do is I'm definitely a hip hop artist and, you know, rap artist specifically. And as far as UBH goes, I'm glad you asked me that, bro, because I think a lot of people are very confused. They think like UBH is like a group, you know, but yeah. in actuality, UBH is a, a music label with a roster. And so it's almost like, you know, when Diddy and Bad Boy, they, they present themselves uh, and then the whole roster comes out for the tour. That's pretty much what we are as well. It's like a label, MMG or whatever. And we have the whole roster and band. That's it, bro. I love to hear it. And I, I love to hear, like, I, I catch different artists in different locations at the the most unexpected moments. And I really enjoy it. And then the part I really love is when I'm looking through social media and I see someone I've interviewed interact with someone i haven't interviewed and i'm like oh i gotta catch up with them i gotta get them next so it's like yeah. you know counting my tabs and making sure I, I get everybody their their chance to shine you know so it's it's a real honor for me to do this man that's major bro I pre and and big shouts to the homie jay haynes because he really threw that alley-oop for this so i really appreciate it, big bro yeah man and uh and i'm sure you noticed he ripped the intro <laughs> bro the like show. as it was playing it clicked with me i was like is that jay yo he spazzed on this i was like yo <laughs> you got the liveest intro ever bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so crazy how it happened i was um i was i was toiling around with the idea of creating something memorable for like the intro of the show and one day, it wasn't even a day, it was a night. I stayed up to like four in the morning creating a beat. And once it got done, I was like, all right, I'm going to send three beats to Jay Han. I'm going to see what he say. And he was like, I want that second one. I'm going to check back in yeah. with you in about a week. 
And bruh, <laughs> what he wow. sent back, I was bumping in the car for like a wow. month straight before I even released it. It sounds like a whole official track, you know, like. <laughs> yep. When I tell people I produced it, they don't even believe me. They think I, <laughs> they think I bought it. <laughs> wow. Hey, you produced the crap yeah. out there too, bro. It was straight jamming. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But we, we, we're here to talk about you, brother. You know, you know, you, you're, you're an artist and I've heard your work, um, you know, by proxy. I've gone to a couple events where I got to hear you spit. And I was like, okay, I, li I like to see diversity when it comes to talent, especially when it comes to hip hop. Cause it, I don't know, it's just something about seeing a wide range of, of appreciation for it. So how long have you been into music? Uh, yeah, I've been into music. Uh, I would say really when I got to like middle school, middle school is really when it like clicked for me because before that um, I really wasn't allowed to live listen to music you know growing up just coming up in an islamic household it was just kind of like strict so by the time i got to middle school i really like fell in love with hip-hop that was the genre that 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 did it for me and just kind mm -hmm. of um <clears throat> also through the genre of hip-hop it gave me my, my my sense of identity and so i was able to have so many like levels of self-discovery since then up until now Mm, I love that. I, I appreciate the transparency because, you know, with with having that religious background, that is something a lot of people approach, not just, you know, Islamic or Judaism or Christianity. A lot of people sometimes have a conflict that they have to deal with where there comes, you know, a first right. love with being a passion of yours and your religious pursuit. So kudos to you for pursuing what meant most to you at that time, you know, finding your way of finding you know that middle ground where you're at peace with it because i understand it it can tear you know it can it can kind of stretch you both ways so kudos to you man for finding that balance but um man i, I appreciate that bro well said <laughs> so let's let's go into this let's let's talk about your histories because a lot of times with having um a hobby or a pursuit or having a craft that you're good at there's always an inspirational moment, like this key moment that was like, you know what? This is why I love this. So what was your inspirational moment that really kind of got you to pursuing music? Great question. I, like for me, bro, I would say uh, back to middle school. Um, see, this is the thing that today's generation doesn't understand is like, yes, there was a time and period where there was no social media. There was no you know, um, everyone would sell at least smartphones. Like, of course, back then, everyone had the Motorola razors and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But uh, during that time, though, um, I really only had access to the internet and a computer when I got to school at the computer. So I remember one time uh, I started to start when I got a computer lab, I just started like, um discovering different artists and music and the art really did it for me was i remember when uh kanye dropped stronger you know and mm. when stronger dropped that was the first time me seeing the music video and just i i just because out of all the artists and rappers that were were popping at that time i didn't really identify with them i just kind of looked at it like oh this is just that southern rap there likes 
were strong. I had never seen some take on rap before. And I just quickly identified with it. And I believe that that was the moment that just kind of like started everything for me. That's dope. Um, I find that interesting because Kanye also had an impact on myself as well. In, um, in that age of hip hop where everybody was a gangster or a drug dealer, he was one of the first ones to come out and not embrace that lifestyle at all. He was definitely the, the outcast who just solely relied on the quality of his production and his bars. And I, I, I really related to that with Kanye. I related to that Kanye, I'll say. Um, but going forward, you know, how long? Well, let me let me say yeah. it this way. With with since middle school, with you know, music being a love of yours, have you encountered any hardships or like any sort of obstacles that you had to overcome when dealing with music? Uh oh, yeah, Can you hear me, man. Stuff like that. My, my... Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, there it goes. There it goes. Sorry. Thought I had lost you. All right. You can hear me? Yep, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, I was saying, like, as far as the hardships, uh, I would more so say a lot of the, the hardships were just uh, mainly just discovering my own sound and my style and my approach, like, like I would do when I put together my first raps they were really like um you know just derogatory vulgar you know because that's what I thought rapping was I thought rapping was just like saying the b-word a bunch of times and <laughs> all that type of stuff and so it was a bit of a process throughout the years like real, like me just getting to a point of realizing uh what do I want to you know put out in the world what do I want to give and I think once I did that, uh, you know, it's the classic story. You kind of become the outcast. You become the black sheep and wool in your family, et cetera, et cetera. But mm -hmm. I've really grown to love that path because, you know, that's ultimately the path that, that I feel like leads you to who you truly are. That's real. That's real. It definitely refines you. Uh, in terms of building character and uh, giving you the alligator skin when you go through those moments, you know, when you've been somewhere before, you're less likely right. to give up because you've you've experienced a hardship before. So that makes sense. So if I may ask, you know, moving forward a little bit in time. What would you say so far has been your most memorable moment with when performing, whether it be in collaborating with someone or working with someone has there been one memory so far that you kind of go back to and you're like yeah this this is it yeah uh you know i would definitely say my first show the first show that i ever did was elements at skidden rest in peace to seth mains that's like everyone's big homie in mobile and he really gave everybody uh um they're kind of like first shot you know and he believed in us at that time and you know he just gave us our first shot and which led to being on south fest and a bunch of other stuff but that first show was uh much to me because 
me and the rest of UEH, we all got to, this is the crazy stuff. This is the crazy part about it, bro. We all got to share our first show together. Like all of us. Mm. So that's a story that me and everyone on the roster moving forward can always say that all of our first show in life, we got to do it on stage together as a collective. And, uh, that, that just that memory just means so much to me you know that's amazing man to to have a a sort of graduation with your peers that's amazing that is absolutely amazing so thank you uh, <laughs> on the flip side of that though i, I want to kind of turn that question on his head because for every high there's a low at any point in time did you feel that you wouldn't be successful in music and if so, who or what changed your mind? Yeah, most definitely. Um, I feel like I feel like that's every artist struggle. Like it's up and down, you know, it's up and down. But if I had to really pinpoint a, a strong moment, I would say it was after I graduated high school when, you know, the realities of life really set in. Like you can have all the dreams you want in the world and that's fine and dream big and think big but you still got to go out into the world and deal with what's in front of you today. So it took me a bit of an adjustment of me realizing how to operate in, in, in a real, from, from a realistic perspective. Uh, but at the same time, dreaming big and not letting anything in front of me, stop me and just being patient enough to understand that, you know, I'm not a trend artist. I'm not the guy that's going to make, a bunch of club records and that's all i do i'm someone that's uh a relatable artist that i feel like if a fan gets into me and they really like my music i feel like you lock in on me and become a lifelong fan and i i'd much rather take i always say this but i'd much rather take a hundred thousand loyal fans than millions of bandwagon fans because as you know those bandwagon fans disappear on you tomorrow they're fickle you know mm -hmm. they're just there because you're popping but if i got that hundred thousand loyal fan that just love what i'm doing and know my story and you know all usually all your favorite artists in life you grow with them in life you see their growth through the music and i feel like that's something that uh, a lot of fans are going to identify with me is i'm vulnerable enough to bring you into my world and and kind of allow you to grow with me and we grow with each other you know because I learn from everybody. I don't I don't kind of discriminate based on age or anything like that. I feel like, you know, I can learn from a kid the same way I can learn from an elder, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think that was the second part of your question. I kind of forgot it though. <laughs> no, you, you hit the nail on the head. Well, for the most part, I was saying, uh, if there was a moment where you felt you weren't successful, who or what changed your mind? Oh yeah, that point. Yeah, uh, what well, changed my mind when I was kind of going through those dull periods, like I said, where I'm kind of realizing reality is um, just the more I dug deep into my favorite artists and I would look into all of them and I would just hear their story, I ended up realizing I have a similar story to all of them. They didn't just, well, overnight. It wasn't just, oh, up one day and they just boom, just me. Like, uh, they worked their tail off and they earned everything that so that's when i really realized like you know my talent is not going to be enough um, mm -hmm. um 
it's it's a lot of rappers that I deem as not that good, but guess what they're doing better than me? They're outworking me. You know, they're going out there and and hustling and and, and doing that. So that's when I realized, you know, uh, like look at LeBron. LeBron to this day, uh, he I mean even before like from the get go from when he started his career till now. He works harder than anybody, but he has all the talent in the world. But he he just works so hard, and I feel like that's what's gonna uh, really get me to becoming a legacy act, and not just you know some fifteen minutes of fame type of thing. You know, like I'm really here for the long run. Mm-hmm. I love that, bro, and uh, that's that's really inspirational. So I'm I'm gonna ask you my infamous question, and it's not in a bad way. It's just the long-term question because we all yeah. want to get to a goal at some point. Where would you like to see yourself within the next 10 years? Uh, you know, my thing is when I dream, I dream big. And I I just dream super big. So for me, 10 years from now, I see myself being um, an icon in hip-hop. And I see myself being someone that is pushing the envelope of the sound and being an innovator and i would really love for 10 years from now the people the story that'll be told about me is like my messaging was able to help people through life and also the sonics and the sounds and the different things that i discovered or rediscovered and just reinvented and modernized it uh i could be credited as a pioneer in that sense um to me, I feel like that's what all my favorite artists, and I think that's what hip hop is about. It's about, you know, uh, pushing those boundaries and, and getting to that next level of innovation, you know, whatever the, the new sound is. And I just always love the feeling of just being three, four steps ahead of everyone or like being like, like uh, a futurist. Like I'm just thinking about what sound is gonna be like five years from now, 10 years from now. So, yeah, most definitely 10 years from now, I feel like the way I'm thinking right now and everything I'm doing, I most definitely see myself as an icon. Go and get it, brother. I'm always glad to hear it. So, Ali, my final (laughs) question is one I always dedicate to the people that's watching or listening or watching and listening. The hardest thing to do is to pursue your dream is also the scariest. What words of encouragement yeah. would you have for that person who has a dream, but they're afraid to pursue it? Man, I appreciate that question, bro. Um, Cause see, that's one of those questions, you know, when they tell you like, what would you tell your younger self? I feel like this is a great opportunity of being able to speak to the people that were at around when I was, when I was really pursuing it and falling in love with it at 15, 16, 13, 14, whatever. I would have loved to have that mentorship, but I'm in a position now to be able to give them what I believe their mindset should be. And me, one of the biggest takeaways that I would say to that is recognize that all materials are going to come and go. You know, money is going to come and go. All that stuff is going to come and go. And when you really look at history, when you really look at life, when you look at everything around you, honestly speaking, it's all creation. All of it is creation. All of it is art. You know, us as human beings, we were made by, if you believe this, we were made by the creator, you know, so we are a work of art. We're a walking work of art, you know, and we, 
and the legacy that the most high left for us is us is mother nature is everything so i feel like the best thing you could do in life is even if you don't have money or you don't have all the money or whatever materials you don't have right away the best thing you could leave uh in this realm in this existence is your legacy is your work of art is your craft is your expressions i feel like that's the, especially when you do it to the absolute best of your ability and you do it with all your heart all your soul and you don't do it for what the norm is or what um you think is going to be cool or you're just ch clout chasing or you're just after money or women or whatever it is like no you're really putting something out there that's gonna uplift the next generation something that it might not catch on right now but it might catch on 20 years from now 30 years from now or it might catch on after you pass away but it doesn't matter because you left a legacy that is worthwhile and that's meaningful you feel me mm -hmm. i love that brother Ali, if anybody wants to follow you or kind of check you out or support you, man, what's the best way to kind of stay in contact with you via social media? I appreciate that. Most definitely. Um, you, you could definitely follow us on all social media platforms under Unicorn Bounty Hunters, which is our label. So you could, you know, just type in Unicorn Bounty Hunters on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, anywhere, really. We're, we're, we're on all platforms and uh uh and if you go on the pages it'll lead you to my personal page which is shadow Yurameshi. that's my alias i go by ali kazam aka shadow Yurameshi. and uh on streaming platforms it'll be ali kazam a-l-i-k-a-z-e-m for me personally um so yeah that's all my tags <laughs> that is ali man i appreciate you so much for taking time again and uh, with that being said, this has been your boy, sir, Ali Kazam. Hey, it's been a businessman, and we are out.